This is Aikido Discussed, your regular weekly Aikido podcast. We talk about everything that is the martial art of Aikido. I'm Christopher Hine, head instructor at Aikido of Fresno, and with me is Joshua Tihi, assistant instructor at Aikido of Fresno. And Maya Solana McDaniel, Shodan and student at Aikido of Fresno. Co-assistant instructor. Insist- assistant. Uh, there's going to be a way. We'll figure it out at some point. Co-assistant. How we can uh, share share uh, sharing duties. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hi, Josh. Right, are we ready for, ready for this <laughs> yeah. one? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. This, this is a good. I think this is a good one. Um, and I'm pitching it as uh, the case for infinite Aikido. Okay. The well, idea like being, uh, or you know, let's argue about it or not. That uh, <laughs> I there, that Aikido there is an infinite number of techniques in Aikido. Yeah. Infinite. An Aikido. infinite, infinite Aikido. Yeah, I agree. Put put um, a put an echo on that. Infinite Aikido, Aikido, And I say this uh, <laughs> after, I say this after um, doing some test prep uh, with a student. He's third cue, which is where we start actually looking at techniques. And so we're going through all the kiowaza, all the nagewaza, and realizing a couple things. And one is just the, like there are so many techniques, and depending on how you choose to you know what how you choose to call something uh a technique more or less but just there's so many it can become overwhelming and then at the same time like realizing like "Ah, but there's really only a few things you know and so it's this weird thing where it's like in one respect it's infinite like there there are answers on top of answers on top of answers for everything going all the way down it's like turtles all the way down right turtles all the way down (laughs) Um, but, and so I think the only way you can really get to it, the heart of it is to pick apart like the main things, the, the principles, the, the Kia, Kiawaza, maybe, uh, the main principles. But even then, as you're doing that, I mean, that still gets to be a lot. Yep. So depending on how you start doing the math. It's crazy. So anyway, that's my uh, my <laughs> grand topic, and we can yeah. go wherever we want with it. But uh, you know, I just I think um, it's one of the things maybe that is a is problematic with Aikido is that like it does so much. Like, and people think it doesn't do anything, but it does so much, and there are so many answers, and it's so deep. Where do you even? How do you even begin to put it all inside your brain? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think there's a funny, uh, and I've talked about this in the podcast before, I need to memorize what it is, but, you know, Yoshiba says, like, uh, you know, there's, like, you know, 16,000 techniques in Aikido or something, and it's, like, you know, there's, like, 27 basic techniques, and then each one has eight permutations, and, you know, he goes through this thing about talking about how many techniques there are in Aikido, and I remember when I first heard it, I was like, huh, I I think there's, like, six plus seven, you know, like, I mean, I don't think there's that many, man. Um, and, and, you know, as I have matured into my Aikido, I've realized that it's like, wow, I mean, even how many ever thousand he said is not enough because it's just like, because even if you start doing the, so six plus seven, okay, then you have to take those from each of the attacks. So that's whatever, however many attacks you want to say, 11 or more, depending whatever, then you got to realize, well, there's, uh, there's Uranomote on most of them, which means they could go over. And then there's a series of timings that happens for each of them. So, you know, one technique could happen seven different ways. That's if you're just like, you're, 
that's if you're not saying that like every time you do the technique is a new technique right yeah, yeah, yeah right yeah. what you just listed right now i really want to sit and do the math on that just for fun i tried i i did i tried for like i tried like doing it like the simplest version you know uh-huh. uh the six uh, kiwaza the seven like normal nagewaza uh, 11 as the attacks and or you know and uh it was too much so i just stopped but yeah please do i'd like to you know it seems fun yeah 11's just the grabs too that's not including the strikes right that's so. right. Yeah, right yeah i, I mean, mean it's uh, so it can get yeah so 14 and then 15 if you count katamanuchi as well well and then there's a bunch of uh how, there's a bunch of different throws that are included that some other yeah you know, yeah that's yeah. none of the hinko nagi right. included yeah. right and so and then and then like you said the timings and of then things. the timings for right. each so you know i've seen we've seen videos where someone's like here's 17 different variations of Ibiminage or right, whatever. Right, so right. if that's how you're looking at things, well, then, it, you know. Right. And I mean, that's also, too, if you're just talking about forms. Right, and I mean, right, like, you know, like, right, right. I mean, I really, and, I, you know, I still don't talk this way naturally because I, I, for so many years, talked about the forms as basically being the, the techniques of Aikido. It's, it's hard for me to correct myself often. But, like, I really think you need to consider stuff like, Sugiyashi, a technique. Right, right. Tenkan, a technique. Right. Ayumiyashi, a technique. And it's like, so when you when you understand this stuff, because it is, there are ways to do those things that are good. And if you want to work on them, you can make right. them better. And so it's like, when you start looking at that, it's like, it's just infinite. Just fucking infinite. When it is, you know, even if you just look at something like uh, Shomenuchi Ikkyo, okay, depending on how you use that, the, those are two or three or four different techniques. Right. If I'm using it as a clearing technique, it's one thing. If I'm using it as a projection right. technique, it's one thing. If I'm yeah. using it as a control technique, it's one thing. Right. right? So it, or it could just be one thing. I don't, you know, like right. depending on how you choose to look at it. Um, even even within the weapon stuff, you use it. Is it the weapon in the Nage's hand right, or in right, the Uke's right, hand? Right. Is it a? Is yeah. It a, I mean, that's another. That's another thing altogether. Is because once you get into weapons, it's like, well, fuck. How many weapon techniques <laughs> right. are there? And then how many like weapon interactions are there? And then how many concepts for the weapon interactions are there? And it's like it's just it's right. If you start to break it down, yeah. And it, it's it's like you know. I think I was thinking about it right now. I think I think it's a lot like music. You know. So so like. You know, there's like 12 notes. And so you could say there's 12 notes. Music right. consists of 12 notes. That's it. How much can there be? But it's like, well, then there's a bunch of different rhythms that go right, with those right. notes. And then the way we organize those notes into sets will depend on it, how it sounds. Like, right. so if it sounds sad or it sounds happy or right. it sounds. So there can be different yeah. chordings. There can be har- har- Exactly harmonies. right. Yeah. There can be. And, yep. And, and so it's like when you start looking at that, it's like, well, music's infinite, you know, and like we can break down all the pieces, but it's like. The kinds of music you come up with are going to vastly different all right. the time, you know. <laughs> Mine's having trouble with her, uh, <laughs> her uh, pee popper. Yeah, my my pop filter keeps falling. And yeah, so it's really it was difficult uh, for me in one way, like in teaching it because um, because it is so deep, and so it's like uh, where, how do you, where's Where's the good starting place or how do you get to like, you know, whatever. And then also I just want to go like, ah, but they're, they're all the same. Yeah. You know, like I just want to get to a point of going like, you don't need to learn every little permutation because they're all the same. If you, if you know, if you know how an Ikkyo works generally. Right. um, Then you're going to be able to do it and, and getting into it. Who cares? You know, if you can appreciate when the elbow goes up. 
attack that sucker, um, you're going to get what you want. Right, right. It's interesting, though, because I do think, like, how you're taught the techniques informs how you view the 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 largeness or smallness of the Aikido system. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that aside for a second, uh, throughout my practice, I definitely feel like there's been times where I feel like, oh, the system's like pretty small, like pretty cinchy. I I, I can see how everything's cinchy. 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 Uh, I love I, cinchy. I picked that's that up from got, Chris. That's a great word. Dude, cinchy. Is. That cinchy. is cinchy. That oh. is a great word. Um, no, like, so there's been times where I felt like, oh, I can see how everything's connected. It's not very hard. I can wrap my head around all of it. And there's been other times, actually more recently, I feel like in this last go around getting ready for my black belt test, like, oh my God, there's a lot of shit. <laughs> um, especially training methods. Like I was like, wow, how do I prepare for all these different ways of showing what Aikido is? Yeah. Um, but all that aside, I feel like the way that you are presented the system of Aikido vastly like informs how you tend to see the techniques. And mm-hmm. I think that if you're taught Ikkyo, for example, um, by someone who sees the full, you know, Shomuji Ikkyo Motewaza as um, a really specific set of things, and they really tend to go into the detail of how you turn your hips and how you get their balance and has to be a push this way and a pull that way. And, you know, like mm-hmm. the, I think the more in detail you tend to get with it when you're taught it right off the bat, the more techniques you perceive overall, because everything, no matter how, how, mm-hmm. how much of a shade of difference there is, mm-hmm. they see that as something else entirely because mm-hmm. they've been taught Ikkyo, Shonuchi Ikkyo Omotewaza looks specifically like this down to every little piece. Right. You know what I mean? And I think the way that Chris tends to teach it, there tends to be a little more like of, of a broad umbrella painted with it. And so it's like a broad brush, not a broad umbrella. Um, well, like a broad umbrella. Same thing. Well, um, well, you wouldn't paint with an umbrella. But. Yeah. Um, but you, you know what I mean? Maybe you would. I don't know. You don't know how Maya paints. I yeah. don't know. I never. It's it's wild. Avant garde. <laughs> Just opens the umbrella, yeah. painting Shush. on the umbrella, Shush. opens it up. I feel like that's a video I've seen on Instagram sounds, or something. Sounds yeah. awesome, actually. Um, I might go in the backyard in a little bit. Or just it. hold the umbrella, pour the paint over it as oh, it drops yeah. to the ground. Or you and then you it. take photography of the something, person yeah, with like, the paint yeah. going over the umbrella. Anyway. Yeah. Well, yeah. Anyway. We'll figure it out. Um. So, but I mean, I think the more that you're taught that Ikkyo is just controlling the elbow, the more you see the similarities between the techniques rather than the differences. And so you go, eh, it's all just Ikkyo. And you can kind of see less techniques. But I think if it's super detailed, you see more. It's it's weird. So I remember, you know, there's this book called... um, uh, Hidden Roots of Aikido Daito Ryu, you know, and it's like a, a guy who does Aikido and Daito Ryu, and he wrote this book. This is an old book, you know, it's like, I think it came out in the 90s or something. Uh, and uh, I remember seeing it, it was my first introduction to Daito Ryu, you know, I'd, I'd never seen any Daito Ryu. And, and the book's not really presented like Daito Ryu, like if you if you kind of have a grasp of what the system of Daito Ryu is, the book's not really presented like that, but it's also not really presented like Aikido. It, it's 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 kind of presented weird, and I think it's a good book to check out, um, but, but it's weird because when I saw it, I remember going like, well, almost nothing is like Aikido, you know, and like I saw this in like, you know, it was like 98 or something, you know, and, and, and I was like, I was like, nothing's like Aikido, like this is not like Aikido at all. And then I remember revisiting the book, like, I don't know, maybe seven, eight years later and being like, oh, fuck, it's the same shit. <laughs> like, there, there's nothing that's not in Aikido, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's just so weird because, you know, at the time that I looked at it, it's not like I was a complete novice. Like, I understood 
what was in Aikido. You know, I, I could name off all the techniques. And, and I did see that there are some things that are the same, but like the way they would name techniques and the way they would work with the techniques and stuff, like it it was different than we did. And so that difference inhibited me from seeing the giant, yeah. giant similarities, you know? Yeah. Um, and so it's it's like, it's funny. There's like, something's got to happen in your brain that kind of like allows you to like click over and say, there's more similarities than not. So it's funny. This is, there was a comment on your YouTube videos the other day uh, about someone essentially asking if, wanting to make the statement that uh, Aikido stuff could work in MMA mm-hmm. technique or whatever. And someone had made, uh, who had replied, and I think uh, correctly, in saying that, like, if uh, you won't see Aikido techniques, you may see things that look like Aikido techniques pop up because those are things that that happen, but they're not Aikido techniques if you're not using them under the, you know, within the parameters or the context of what we're doing. Right. So I think that's another thing, too. It's just that, like... um, you know, the the techniques, they exist outside of whatever. You know, it's not like these are things that are um, our, our ownership under the, right. the Aikido umbrella, let's say. Um, but, so, anyway, I don't know how that fits in, actually. But I was just sort of going with the thing that you were saying about, you know, how you choose to see see the techniques or the similarities. One of the guys asked me today if I if I had studied uh, Kali or Arnis or Eskrima, and and I was like, well, that's a funny question to me because no, not really, not really at all. I said, you know, I fought with the Dog Brothers, um, and one of my my really good friends and training partners um, is you know. Uh, was a, a big Pakichi Tarsia guy. I don't know how the politics of that all line up, so maybe I shouldn't say anything. But but like, you know, and so so, you know, I've been introduced to all that stuff and I've done seminars and that stuff. And so, you know, I I I, I have a concept of what's in there. Um, but like I, I really haven't done any formal training. But it's funny because the more I look at weapons stuff, I see that really it's all the same. Right. And so, you know, from what I'm saying right now, you would say, well then if you've seen if unarmed stuff is the same way, then like, why wouldn't you just do Aikido in, in the right, octagon, right, you know, right, like, right. um, but it's like, well, but the, everyone's taking all the stuff that's like a, a giant pool of what exists in the world. And then they're chunking off the pieces that are good for the context that they're envisioning. And then that's what that system is about, right, you know? Right. Um, and so it's like, it sounds contradictory to say that, but it's, it's really true that it's like, well, but the system's no good for that. Now you right. might see the chunked off pieces that are in the system in, right. you know, right. U- UFC or whatever, but like, it's just not the way it's built, you know? Yeah, man. Cause then, yeah, yeah there is like the, the, the contextual things of how you're using the I mean, if you think about it, you know, so if you listen to like, you know, jazz and you listen to heavy metal, um, now a scholar of music can understand both equally, Mm -hmm. right? They can understand what's happening, right? Rhythmically, what's happening, melodically, what's happening, you know, what's happening with the music. They totally understand. But that person wouldn't claim that like, a, a jazz musician should just go play heavy metal because they would play it right away. Right, right, right. But that also doesn't mean that a jazz musician is excluded from being able to play heavy metal. You know right. what I mean? Or like, vice, yeah. it's the same kind of thing. Like, they're clearly different. Like, both use the same 12 notes, 
right? Both use similar rhythms at different times, right? right? Depending on kind of what's going on. But it's like the music comes out really different because of how we want to section it off, mm-hmm. you know? So let's talk about how... Okay, so... And uh, kind of bringing this up because it's like it, it is easy to... If you're trying to figure out Aikido um, and you're sort of uh, focused in on the techniques easy to get overwhelmed and to just be like oh that there's just how do how do you keep it all in your brain there's so much uh you know um so let's talk a little bit about like what you're doing chris with the heinz 57 which i think is a, a great like um because i think it's a it's an interesting way well so even stepping beyond that like we sort of look at show, the Shomenuchi series first, like everything from Shomenuchi and it branches off from there, which I think is a great way um, to, to look at it. So let's talk a little bit about like how you choose to sort of lay this out for people and how that works to kind of um, get everyone, get the mind working in the same way to see the connection so that it, even though it's infinite, it doesn't feel uh, overwhelming. Yeah. I mean, I think with that, you know, and, and, and I have a student who's like really a memorizer, you know, and she really loves memorizing shit. And, um, I told her for a long time, you know, that like you Maya's can't, right here. you could just, <laughs> no, it's, hey. not, it's not Maya actually. <laughs> There's um, other female students. But, okay. I know. I know. Um, but I, I told her that, um, uh, you know, you're not going to be able to memorize it all. And Okay, so we, we we messed up and had a power failure. But uh, so, so, so basically what I think I was saying was I have a student who wants to memorize everything yes, and I yes. told her um, that you can't memorize everything and that it seems like I maybe have everything memorized, but I don't. I just know the building blocks and the building blocks are what allow you to put everything together on the fly and, and make it work, you know. And so like that's that's kind of how i try and outline everything to the students because it's like you know just like music you know uh, a person who studies music doesn't memorize every song written right however they can do what seems like magical stuff and like understand how songs flow together really really quickly because they understand the building blocks of music right, right? and so that's what i try and do with my students and so like i think the shomenuchi series is really the easiest and best series to do that with. And I was a little resistant to this because there's other Aikido styles that do this. Um, and I, I originally thought, you know, because I came from the Iwama school, and the Iwama school, to me, really heavily emphasized katate dori and marote dori techniques. Mm-hmm, so it's like, yeah. that's the building blocks of that style. Um, and, but like, as I played with it more, I was like, oh no, Shomenuchi teaches you so much more. And, and you can, in fact, do every technique from Shomen. And so many of the other grabs and things come from Shomen as well, that mm-hmm. it's like, it's just really a good thing to learn. Right. Yeah, so. especially if you realize, you know, that, that showman really is, uh, you know, Jakute is an extension of showman. Yeah. Marote is an extension yep. of showman. Ushiriote is an extension, right. yeah. So everything is sort of a, an extension off of that. Um, and once you have that, then it's like, so then you don't have to memorize seven different things. You know showman, you know Gyaku. Right, exactly. You know, right. you know yeah. showman, you know um, whatever. And, you know, you can really break that down, too, is there's techniques for um, ai hanmi and techniques for gyaku hanmi. And, like, that also is another way to kind of chunk these things out. And it's like understanding these building blocks and what the core ideas are is the way that you learn all this. So instead of having to memorize maybe an infinite number of things, right. you don't. You just have to memorize, like, 
how you use your body a little bit, how you interact with someone a little bit, and how things come together. And then with those chunks, you can put everything else together. And so the idea with the Heinz 57 is just that, that it's like those are 57 techniques that if you learned them all, then you basically will understand the core of all right. like And you get all of the little quirky bits that aren't included right. in right. all right. of the right. techniques. You know, right. there's always like Ushiro Kubishime techniques. There's specific things that you need to learn from right. that attack that don't appear anywhere else because they're trying to get your neck or whatever. Right. So you have, so those are some that you, you have to learn because they have specific things for that attack. Right. Um, I like, I personally think that's a good way of doing it uh, because I think that's that's what you want to give people, right? It's like the general, here are your techniques, and then here are some things that are going to come up that you need to account for, but it that's not, and that's not infinite. Right. You know, that right, 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 right. can be a small thing. I feel like this is just a different way of saying what I said before, but I really feel like sometimes in in various kinds of learning we focus too much on like information and yeah. like you know, i mean this is one of the major qualms against like the public education system in the u.s is that like for a long time you know uh standardized testing and stuff was geared towards like n- like knowing information and being able to pare it back you know when the declaration of independence was written and shit like that um and now i think they're trying to shift more towards like can you put things together yourself? Can you think analytically and, um, you know, make comparisons and, you know, shit like that at at the various like appropriate levels for whatever level you're at. Um, but I think the same thing applies to martial arts training where there's a lot of training that revolves around getting all the little pieces, all the little details of information. And it's like, you can hunt and chase individual pieces of information forever. forever. But if you instead can, train people to put stuff together themselves and figure out the general concepts and how they marry with each other like that's how you get a good martial artist and someone who can take their practice elsewhere by themselves so i think that's the other thing is like you have a black belt that became a black belt and they go and they start their own school but they encounter problems that come with having new students who are brand new to the art or bring other experience from other arts. And because they've only studied the detailed little information, only know the forms in these really specific ways, they can't really think outside the box and figure out how to solve those problems. But I think if you have someone that you've trained to be able to deal with that in real time and, and you know, handle those issues as they come up, then you have some, like you have a more live art, you know, something that can continue to grow and change. You should be able to, you know, like as you get to that black belt level, you should be able to recognize the, the merits and pitfalls of, of doing anything a specific way. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and everything has those, those merits and pitfalls. Like last night, you know, I kind of taught a variation on an old jujitsu technique that's similar to Ikkyo, but not Ikkyo. And it's like, boy, that seems great in one context, but in another context, it seems terrible, you know? And so that's what you should be able to do, I think, as you become a more well-rounded martial artist. And so instead of memorizing a possibly infinite number of things, you understand the root principles, and those root principles always lead you to good answers. Right. Which is the other thing that I think is interesting, and when I'm talking about infinite Aikido, I think it's great, is because it is infinite, there... Within the system, and we've talked about this before, but within the context, within the system, within the context, every answer is there. There's no, there's no gaps. There's no holes. Right. There's no 
So if if you do understand the entirety of it, there should be no there sh- there should be no questions. There should be no holes. There should be no gaps. You should be able to do what you are looking to do and have an answer for for everything. Right. But that doesn't mean that it's an answer you're going to like. Well, <laughs> that is a tricky thing to talk about. That's a podcast in and of itself, but I think it's a good thing to talk about. <laughs> I just, I mean, I think this is the thing that people get frustrated with is they go, well, I can't find an answer for this. And it's like, you actually do know the answer. You just don't, you're, you're rebelling against the fact that you don't like the answer. Yeah. Because sometimes the Aikido answer is like, Aikido sucks at this. Right. right Aikido right. sucks at this. Or like I, you know, I'm getting choked. Okay. I I, I go to I go to sleep. Yep. <laughs> you know, and yep. that's not an answer people like. I mean, and nor should you. I mean, right. it's not a very fun answer and or not a very useful answer, but it nonetheless is the answer that we have, and that's where other shit comes in. Yeah. Um, but I think people kind of they want they want every answer to be an answer they like. Yeah. Which is like I think where you get a lot of the pitfalls of the way people talk about Aikido, which is like, oh well it's uh, actually secretly deadly and if you hadn't made a headlock, I could, you know, Aikido my way out. And it's like, well, I, I don't really think that you could and that's okay. You got there's a bunch of other shit, you know. Yeah. But Yeah, when I was a kid, I uh I remember this is really clear to me to this day. So I remember we had just had Fourth of July. And I uh, used all my fire fireworks and I wanted more fireworks. And so I told my grandpa I wanted more fireworks. And he said, that time of year is over. Can't get fireworks now. And I said, well, let's make some fireworks. And he I said, love every story involving your grandpa, by the way. Yeah. So. <laughs> he said, how are you going to make fireworks? I was like, I don't know. We can make them. He's like, no, you gunpowder and all this stuff. And it is, you can't, it's hard to do. And I was like, okay. So I went and I got these little like plastic like uh, kind of like Lego-y things I had. And I wrapped them in uh, Christmas wrapping paper, which kind of looks like fireworks, right? Sure. Yeah. And I got a string and I taped it to the top and I told my grandpa, I was like, I was like, hey, let's go light this and see what happens. And he's like, ain't, ain't nothing going to happen. And, <laughs> and I, was, really cute. I was like, I was like, I was like, no, it's, it's a firework. I I'm pretty sure. Firework. Pretty sure. <laughs> and he's like. He's like, no, no. He's like, I'm gonna light that. And first of all, the string's not gonna burn. But but if it did burn, it's just gonna melt and make a mess. And and I was like, well, let's let's light it, right? So then we spent like you know five minutes outside trying to light nothing, it. nothing work. You know, he's like, it ain't gonna goddamn work, right? And so so <laughs> I I remember thinking at the time like going like, well, it looks like a firework. Why isn't it a firework? You know, and and I think that's kind of a problem a lot of people run into is like. They have an idea in their head of what the martial arts system should be. And then they think no matter what the question is that comes up, it will answer it as they've envisioned. You know, mm-hmm. so like if an Aikido master goes into the octagon, well, everybody's going to be doing high falls everywhere, right. you know. Right. And like, you know, if they get into a gunfight, well, they're going to be Aikido gunmen and they're going to dodge bullets or some shit, you know. And so it's like it's really hard for us to understand that like what we think's going to happen isn't necessarily what's going to happen. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I think we're always trying to make this make things fit into things that they're not. And if we would just let go of that like Maya was talking about, you could kind of see that like well you already have the answer. You know, you you wrap a piece of plastic in some Christmas wrapping, it's not a firework, right? Like now that's not the answer I liked when I was a kid. I wanted it to be a firework so I could see more fireworks. Right. But nonetheless, it doesn't work, you know? <sighs> Yes. Um, I thought I had I had a, a I had a, a nugget here that I was gonna ask about something, and now I've totally lost it. Um, 
as I was going on. So I think going back, let's go back to the Heinz 57 for a second. Cause I think that like, I think it helped to me. It would, it, it's helpful like to kind of set, set through some of the categories of things of how, how you can begin to maybe look like take this thing that's infinite and shrink it down into more manageable pieces. Mm-hmm. And I think we talked about, you know, showman, you know, whatever. Are there other other ways that people can can sort of like be, begin to piece this together or begin to like set some larger sort of categories? Chunk it down. Is yeah. that kind of what you're saying? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, like that Heinz 57 was a long project for me. And and after I finished it, I really didn't look at it very much. I I put it all down and I was like, basically, here's how it works. And, you know, work with it if you want to work with it. But but it was just like, you know, it was an exercise that I did for a really long time that was like, how many techniques are exactly the same? And so we don't really need to practice both. Right. You know, so for example, you know, like, um, uh, dori stuff and katadori stuff is almost always exactly the right. same. So katatedori ikkyo and katadori ikkyo, goddamn, they're almost the same technique, you know, with a tiny, tiny variation. And then you take two techniques like that and you look at them and you go, is there anything that one technique has that the other one doesn't have? And then there will be things, you know? So like, for example, um, in the katatedori, there's a way you push through to get your wrist free to get to the elbow. And in the katadori, that doesn't exist because the elbow or the hand's already free to get to right, the elbow, right. you know? And so then you go, well, are there any other techniques that have that same that pushing same, through right, method? Right, right. And then you go like, well, neat. Nikyo has that, right? So Nikyo has basically that same thing. So what else does Nikyo have that the other, like say Katadori Nikyo, oh, well, those both have a lot of different things. And so you just kind of keep going through it like that until what happens is you kind of sift and you you get rid of all the duplicates, you know? Mm -hmm. And those duplicates might be a duplicate, you know, like say a, a, a form that's a complete duplicate. It could be duplicates because there's like four other forms that have those four pieces in it. Right. And so it's like, well, we don't need this form because there's nothing unique in this whole form and you can chuck it. Right. And so, you know, I just, I went through and kept going through and going through it and going through it until I got down to where it was like, oh no. And I've got lists, you know, I've got notebooks with just list after list after list of the same techniques because I'm just like trying to break it down, you know? And, and you're, you're not saying chuck it like as in never practice that no, technique. No, no, it's, you're just saying that like these are the list of things if you if you want to comprehensively go through the whole system of forms that those are the ones to go through. Right, right. I've told this story on the podcast before and this is like the way I was thinking about it was, you know, if you're going to learn to play a musical instrument, like say you're going to learn to play guitar, what, you know, 57 songs, are, that's just a number. That's right. the number that happened. I wasn't sure. aiming for a number. Right. That's just the number that happened. But but like, you know, so, you know, are there 50 songs you could learn on the guitar that, that would, would teach basically you, teach you all core? Right. Everything that you need to know. Right. Whatever strumming patterns. Whatever. Exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. And so then you could play ska, you could play, you know, heavy metal, you could play whatever, because you know those basic things from this song or this song or this song, right. you know. And there's zillions of other songs. Those other songs are no longer, they're not like they're not valid. Those are still valid songs and and you could have even picked different songs in a lot of cases but you have to have as a complete body those 50 songs have to exist in order to learn to play guitar right you know? right so each of those 57 has some piece in it that um doesn't that you don't see in any of the other 57 right that's right yeah yeah, yeah that's right yeah interesting okay. for me and i don't know actually if this makes the whole system 
more uh, seamless big. Um, but I do think it's fun to kind of like look at the different parts of the forms as like Lego pieces, right? And so mm-hmm. you're building the form with the initial blend that you make, then uh, what you end up on the inside or outside, and then the actual technique that you're doing and the pin that's on the end or, you know, however mm-hmm. you want to yeah, break yeah, that yeah, up. Yeah. And I think that's a fun way to kind of, instead of seeing, um, you know, which which forms have all of the pieces going, what are the pieces within each of the forms mm-hmm. and seeing commonalities between, oh, there's only, you know, four or six or eight, however many ways um, of, you know, the initial movements that we make. You know, there's only this many of, you know, the initial, like the kinds of pins that we there's do. There's only three you know? or four ways to turn someone right. over. Once. Right. That's exactly right. Exactly. Yep. And so then you go like really like, I mean, that turning over is a great example is like all the, the, the turnovers that we have are the two basically from Kota Geish, right, you know? Right. And so like the, the, you, you got two ways to, to turn someone from their back to their belly and like, yeah. you know, and if they're on their back, you only have a couple pins that you do when they're on their back. The, the right. Judinage pin, for example, like, so it's kind of fun to, to drill it down that way and go like, how many are there with right. these things? What What's in each category? And if you make more categories, then there's le- less things in each category. Right. Right, um, and right. so that's a fun way, I think. I too. think that's a good way. For me, that's a great way to do it because, look, these things are all interchangeable. That sure. That's the point. That's what makes it systematic. Right, right, right. right. Um, is that like any of this stuff can come out at any time, like, you know, and it's just understanding uh, it's a plug and play and you just have to understand what to plug in at what time. Right, right, right. And I, I do so, think it's nice to have th- to think about it that way because if you are doing stuff like GeoWaza or Rondori or whatever, then you, you find yourself going, I keep ending up in this position. What do I do from here? Then you can look at your, your it, little the, lists and it's go, It's the oh. only way you can do it to to make it work for a, a GeoWaza, you know? Right. And Rondori, I feel like, is another thing. Yeah, I mean, depends how you define like, Rondori. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it, the only way to do it spontaneously is to think about it in, in kind of the terms that we're thinking, which is like, you know, breaking down the larger thing into smaller pieces that then you can set to go, um, what's appropriate for this moment, right? Because that's really... That's the infinite part about it, right? Is that it's like every moment is unique. Yep. What is appropriate for this moment? Right. There will be something that's appropriate. Now, whether you can do that or not, whether or be thwarted, in which case something else becomes appropriate, that's sort of the spiral that you go down, you know? Yeah. And makes it uh, awesome. I think that's what makes it awesome. But it's also, it can make it overwhelming from a standpoint of like trying to learn it, you right, know, or right, trying right. to transmit it to someone else. Uh, and especially if they're on a different wavelength in terms of how they're thinking about it or wanting right. to learn it. And then it's like, you know, because for me, I want to just go like, it's all, it's all the same. <laughs> like, right. You know, right, don't, right. don't worry about that right now because it's all the same. But I, you can't all, always do that either because it's like, no, the truth is they're not all the same, right? They're, right. Everything's different. Like, I, I was just thinking right now, um, you were saying that, that, you know, the thing is, can you apply what's appropriate in the moment for the moment? And then if you don't, then something else happens and now you have to apply what's appropriate for that moment. Right. And what's hard when you're new is you can't really apply anything because everything's overwhelming and by the time you realize what's happening the moment has changed right um and that's true for every martial art um but it made me think about rolling in brazilian jiu-jitsu or whatever that like 
in a live training situation, like from day one, you're being shown those moments right. in real time. And, right. and, and like you're, you're slowly, what you do is you go, I keep getting in mount um, mm-hmm. or I keep getting in guard. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then I can start working. I have two ideas from guard. How do I make them work? And then you, you, as soon as you see the position, you go, oh, yeah. And then you start working your ideas. I think with Aikido especially, and this is, you know, everyone, no one's new to this concept on this podcast or probably as listeners, is that we don't do much live training in this martial art mm-hmm. on, the, on the average. Mm-hmm. And so what you have is you have a bunch of people who, you know, everybody, every beginner feels like shit on the first day. And you learn, oh, these are the forms we do. Okay, now I, I can do all these forms. I have mastery of all these forms. And you go up and up and up. And then you do something live for the first time. And you back to feeling like a beginner again. Yep. Because you haven't been doing it yep. ever. Yep. And so then you're, you're like, wait, what the fuck? I've learned, you know, all these different versions, all these different, you know, variations of all of the techniques. And I can't do anything with them. Yep. Because I'm back to day one. And it's like other martial artists... They're just feeling that on day one and there's no day one again because they were doing it from day one. And so it's like we get like doubly fucked by our own martial art because we're not doing it. It's wild too because like people will act like, um, you know, the systems are are really in charge of this kind of point you're you're laying out. But I remember, you know, so I studied Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and I built a game. And I remember I came back and I was teaching and I was like, oh, I'm going to teach all the guys some ground grappling stuff. And I taught my game for um, top mount escape, right? So how I escape when someone's got top mount. This is something I've used against all kinds of people. It's worked against all levels. It's good. It's it, it's a good game that I built, you know? Wow. So I taught them all that, you know, form, boop, 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 boop. And then I had them roll and none of them did any of the shit. Just none of it, you know? And, it, it like, if I didn't know better, I'd say that stuff doesn't work because they didn't. It didn't. I just had them go through it all bit by bit and they could do it, but they couldn't do it. You were having that first day shitty time again over with all of your students right. all at once. Exactly right. And then it made me realize, it was like, even though I spent the time to build this game, they have to, in real time, learn how it applies. Mm-hmm. Right. And so there's just no way around that thing, you know. And so I think exactly what you're saying is like, you know, we have a martial art full of people who have tons of answers, but they don't understand how and when to apply those right. answers. And so then you you go back to feeling day one horrible when exactly you finally right. do it, if you exactly ever do right. it. Exactly right. And then it feels infinite again. You and know? I mean, like, oh for, my God. For me, you know, like talking about this, I don't know, this just, I'm on this line of thinking right now, but like, you know, like for you guys right now in the practice and application class, like I know basically what all the answers are, but it's like, how do I provide them in ways that you'll get them better than I got them, right? So like, how yeah. do I make practices so you guys can actually get the technique better than me, even though I could explain it intellectually forever, right. you know? And we'll intellectually have the same understanding, but you will be able to quicker see it in real time and apply the right answer in real time, you know? Yeah, yeah. That is the, that's the teaching challenge. Yeah. But I don't know where we're at because uh, we're at 21 minutes on here, but we okay. had a power outage, so, so we I could don't be know. at uh, yeah. 24, 29 minutes. Yeah. Uh, we could be at 50, not 59 minutes. Yeah, 59 I think, minutes. I think we're good. No, well, I think we're probably, I don't know. Well, it's going to be what it is. Sorry if it's short, yeah, fellows. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, if anyone's listening to this and has any questions about, because uh, this was uh, best laid plans, I say to this, you know, it's like one of those that thought the idea uh, in my mind was real good. And I think we had a pretty good discussion about it. But um, 
If I, anyone has any questions or anything, you know. I think our podcasts always kind of go like this. We have a plan, right? And then in 10 minutes, we basically said everything, everything. we're going to say about that. And then we just kind of riff on that. And then and then about 10 minutes later, we kind of get into a rhythm. To another, yeah. And we were talking about something fresh, and then that's what's fun. And I think about the time we did that, we ran out of power. And, and so then, then it was like, ah, fuck. And then we back. scrambled to reset it. And so then I think we just kind of got off and... It's okay. We'll be back next week. It's we fine. Will be. You'll see you us know, next week. It's one of us. those things. That's the great thing about doing uh, something, you know, every Your week. Like whatever. Yeah. You get another chance at it. Yeah. No one I... ever has to listen to this again if they don't want to. We do have a very... <laughs> Chris does. Chris has to edit it. But uh, <laughs> other than that... We do have a very vague topic idea for next week. So maybe we'll have one of those podcasts where it's just super vague and then we just riff yep. for 50 minutes that which usually works out super great for us all right let's thank our patrons all right thank you to danielle pinsuti kwang ding tian jim sullivan william L- glenn hunt spain avenue logan the buffooner heinrichs <laughs> i love buffooner, buffooner. I like he it. sent me a message the other day that said uh some uh shihan with the last name mustard was uh was giving a seminar and he was saying that he wished that it was a, a heinz mustard <laughs> seminar that's pretty good i was telling him that i would i would train with you know shihan barbecue sauce or sensei ketchup right. whoever <laughs> whoever wants to have me out there let's let's do it <laughs> Thank you to Adam Nicholson, Matt Whalen, the Dirt Wasp Podcast, Nagami Nagayu, uh, who I wonder who threw who, I Cool Doka, I am I Cool Doka, right. I, cool Doka. Right. Yeah. I like that uh, one. I am just hungry. Oh, me yeah. too. Yeah. Stop the there. buffoonery Seagal <laughs> with an exclamation point. You know what? I agree. Thank I'm you, right yes. there with I'm you. Right, right there, there with, you. with you. Right there with you. Uh, Yarrow assistant to the regional manager, Madrona. Yeah, yeah. Ampersand, Brooke Ferragamo, Ben Bear Wrestler Aldrich, Tommy Siv, Francis Cordone, 10 sweaty UKs stinking up the mat, and if one sweaty UK <laughs> should accidentally splat. Dave Dewberry, Ascension <laughs> Center, Barrett Lippi, Sam Sulian, Ocon Ayrton, Randy Stewart, Hillary Jones, Constantinos, Andrew, friends, sometimes I pay attention, Martinson, Brian Crowley, Lisa Klein, Sharon Okada, Christopher Aceto, Matt Mumford, DJ I Key Cool, spelled E Y E space K E Y Cool, DJ I Key Cool. I love that. That's pretty cool. And Lenny Akuna. All right. We had two two cools. I know. This time around. And then buffoonery as well. Buffoonery. And stop the buffoonery. Yeah. Um,. Tip of the week. Did Grant Templin say that because mm-hmm. last week? Because last week wasn't he a DJ somebody? And then you did you say it stupid? And so he put, he spelled it out so you would say it right. <laughs> oh, because I don't remember what it was, but uh, but it was like oh, last week <laughs> maybe, it was like a music maybe, yeah, theme maybe, too. Yeah, my brain resets every week, so uh, I have uh, no, no memory idea. whatsoever. Okay. Well, enough, thank you enough. for the. Uh, what do you call that when you um you write something out so you can read it uh, as it sounds? Fun- phonetic phonetic spelling. Yeah, phonetic spelling. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, tip of the week. Got anything good? Got anything good? This is not a tip at all. Mm. Oh, no. That's that's my alarm. X-Files. Uh, it's time yeah. to go to class. Yeah. Almost time to go yeah. to class. Um, I had a great class yesterday, and it was really nice to just, like, show up and, like, 
hang out with people and be be completely present and not like, prepping for a test not yeah. panicked about something. yeah like it just i felt so serene and like chill and like i highly recommend getting into that headspace if it's possible <laughs> because i was like wow what's this like there's to just tip. exist yeah, yeah. i i there's <laughs> this not a tip at all but it's a t- i mean <laughs> it is a tip that sort of because i think a lot of the, you can get in your own way sometimes yeah. yes so i do a tip, lot of that the tip would be you know, I don't know, find a way to get it, like, find a way to get in that headspace. Like, yeah. It's funny. I feel sorry for you guys, kind of. Like, I mean, it's cool. It's awesome. But, but like, sometimes when you guys are making rapid progress, it's like uh, I start pushing the tests because it's like, oh, I can see that by the time we get here, you guys are going to be ready for this. And I don't want to lag behind, you know? Mm-hmm. And, but it's also, I understand as a student, it's, it's kind of unsettling to, like, now I'm prepping again for a fucking test. Right. And now Didn't I'm prepping again for a happened. test. And you just yeah. want to kind of, like you're saying, that right now you can just kind of chill out and train, you know, and, and that's nice. But it's like we have a few students right now who are like making rapid progress. And that's fantastic. Like that's awesome. But at the same time, it's like, well, you also don't get to rest. Like right, you keep right. got to keep getting ready for that next test, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what's nice. We have an open mat on Tuesdays and maybe this is the the tip then is it's nice because that's a time where we don't necessarily have to do Aikido, mm-hmm. but we can mm-hmm. and we can do whatever other martial arts stuff we want. And so it, it, it gives a nice like breathing space for if we do want to practice Aikido stuff or if we do want to practice for our tests, like it like takes the pressure off, I feel like. Um, and gives time and space for whatever it is that's on our minds, you know? Right. And if it is just a time like like I still want to show up, but I'm feeling physically like out of whack or tired. Like I can just stand and chat and do stretches, which I definitely did last week, you know? So it's <laughs> yeah, like right. having that time is nice to like be more unstructured. So maybe maybe that's would be my suggestion is like if you have the wherewithal, if you have the space, like it doesn't even have to be an actual class. Like you can just show up together and like stretch and, you know, th- yeah. swing some Joes around. Right. Like right, it's right, nice. Right. I like that one. Yeah. That's a good one. Thank you. We can. I always eventually get there. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Until next week.